The round of 16 clashes of the 2021-22 UEFA Champions League season started this match week. Liverpool overhauled Inter Milan 2-0 at San Siro to continue their fine run in the UCL. In another fixture, Mbappe scored a last-minute winner, sending uh, Real Madrid back home disheartened. Hello and welcome to this week's Football Friday podcast. In today's episode, we will be discussing Liverpool's first leg triumph over Inter Milan and Man U's chances of winning against Atletico Madrid with the member of fan clubs of respective clubs. The Red Devil, Achaya Kulachanda, will be speaking for Manchester United, whereas Madhur Oza will be sharing his opinion on the Reds. Starting with Achaya. Yeah, hi. Hi, Ardik. Hey, Achaya. Ah, Achaya? Ah, Sparsh here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, hi, Sparsh. How's it going? Yeah, well, well. So, uh, starting with United, Atletico Madrid have lost each of their last four UEFA Champions League matches against English teams. Do you think against United, who have gained a reputation of being the most charitable top English club, Atletico will break their losing streak? I mean, I don't, I don't think so. I definitely don't hope so because they've been uh, absolutely horrendous this season, uh, if you're being honest. Atletico Madrid, that is. Yeah. Uh, but I would not be surprised if we let them turn into, you know, prime Simeone's Atletico where they defend in two rows of fours and like, you know, create maybe two chances and score one of those and end up winning the game 1-0. One, one because uh, that's uh, a completely, uh, a, re- a, a really big possibility, especially by this current uh, United team of ours. So... I mean, to be honest, it could swing either way because neither of, I mean, uh, both the teams are not uh, performing where at the level where they should be performing this season. But uh, I'm I'm hoping uh, Mr. Champions League uh, turns up, does uh, what he does best, and uh, yeah, we and I'm hoping we go go back to Manchester with a win. Back. Rare clean sheet against Brighton. What do you have Uh, to say about (laughs) it? Well, uh, you you know that our defense was uh, shambolic. If you watch the game, Harry yeah. McGuire again more static than my dead grandmom. So I don't even want to get into that. He was clearly. <laughs> but do, saved you think, by... Achel, do you think, Achel, Do you think, This was McGuire's one of the better performances in the last few weeks. I don't think so. I really don't. Because just because we had a clean sheet does not mean that Maguire had a good game. I mean, if you look at Maguire's individual, uh, um, you know, clips from that match, he was absolutely horrible. I mean, you could you could almost see that he's afraid to uh, make a tackle. I don't know what it is. His confidence is, I mean, I wouldn't even say that his confidence is low because it's just like completely non-existent at the moment. I, I think I think uh, the armband should be taken off of him so that he has uh, less pressure in terms of uh, within the dressing room and on the pitch. There have been reports so between what if uh, between uh, him, uh, Maguire and Ronaldo. I think he has denied it, but there must be something there. Right. I mean, I think so too. But then, but then again, I'm I'm not surprised because it's uh, I mean Cristiano coming back. It's probably one of uh, the few good things that's happened to United over the past decade or so, ever since uh, Sir Alex retired. He's uh, come back into the dressing room and demanded the standards uh, go back up to when he left United back in uh, 2009. So I, I really don't think Maguire should 
continue being captain of this great great club because it's clearly taking a toll on him uh, in terms of his performances and uh, he's clearly not uh, you know uh, capable enough to lead uh, a star studded dressing room as uh, such as us So I think it would be good for both uh, the club and the player. I mean, all, all parties involved—the club, the players, and Maguire himself—if he gave up the armband to someone who's more deserving and capable, someone like I don't know Cristiano or even Bruno, or I mean, I, my personal favorite would be uh, De Gea. But then, but then again, like most managers, I do not prefer uh, the goalkeeper being a captain uh, simply because he's a goalkeeper. But apart from that, I think Bruno and Cristiano should. Uh, should be uh, are, are probably more deserving to be uh, wearing the captain's armband right right but then again it, it was reported by disco mirror come on you have to i, I really cannot take um, uh, uh, papers like the mirror the sun and stuff like that seriously but i'm hoping for once it's it's true and then the armband goes to someone else there are also rumors acha that he might leave united if they fail to achieve anything significant by the end of the season so do you think that he might leave the red devils he meaning cristiano yes <laughs> you got my hopes up for a second i thought you were uh, referring to too. maguire yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah i mean i i don't i don't i wouldn't blame him because come on um, he's there's no way cristiano is going to be playing uh, thursday night football absolutely not uh, it it hasn't happened in his uh, entire career and he's not about to let it happen uh, towards the end of it so i i wouldn't blame him if i'm being honest because he he's used to a certain level of uh, standard uh, that united uh, were playing at and the uh, number of trophies that we were competing for uh, every season regardless of who was left in the dressing room and not so that's where that that's probably what he expected when he came back but then once he got back Achha, to the dressing room sorry to interrupt how... do you think do you think this whole situation has affected his uh, game personally because against southampton if you uh, i'm sure you watched the game he was uh, he was uh, you know in a really bad bad shape uh, in terms of uh, shooting in terms in terms of miscontrolled balls in terms of uh, overhead balls in terms of in terms of uh, first touches so he was really really uh, you know uh, uh, a pale shadow of himself if you can uh, say uh, say that so what what uh, do you think uh, do you think this whole uh, situation has affected his game i mean it's again right it's football it's a team's game and then your striker is just as i mean he's going to be just as good as the kind of service he gets so when i i saw instances when he was so annoyed at himself that he dropped so deep like almost to the edge of our penalty box to win the ball back and then he he spread it out to uh, dallo on the right flank and then dallo passed it back to mcdominay and mcdominay lost the ball and then you could just see it in his body language he was he was annoyed and i was annoyed as well because i was i was punching my bed out of you know pure frustration because this guy he's won the lot right he's not just any tom dick and harry so he's won the lot he's come back here at the age of 37 he's putting in a shift and then he's putting in so much hard work day in day out at the gym in the training on the training ground and even on the pitch or on match days and then he obviously expects the same out of his uh, colleagues and when they're not doing that it's of course it's going to be frustrating you can't expect him to score a hat trick 
every other ah, game day true. when he played, but he, even he when he received the ball matlab even when he uh, was getting uh, service because uh, under ragnik i i believe uh, something has changed the the tempo of the game has really improved so there there is a lot more crisp passing in the midfield and they you know move the ball around really quickly which was not happening under solskjaer so now i think the service service uh, is is much better than than uh, you know in ole's era and and i thought uh, uh, in many instances ronaldo himself was afraid to shoot uh, he was taking too many touches uh, i don't know if you if you uh, uh, think like that uh, but but i i think that was I, it was a case uh, against southampton i agree with spurser because united has been missing a lot of easy chances in the last few match weeks like before the brighton game they took 49 shots in their last three matches but they were only able to score three goals so that does say a lot about their poor finishing and even ronaldo is is responsible for their poor finishing so what do you have to say about their finishing uh in their uh, three draws three back to back draws right i mean no doubt i i do agree with you guys as well i mean uh, in terms of quality of football uh, ralph has definitely you know uh, improved uh, united compared to ole uh, compared to when ole was in charge but then again those three matches we spoke about it the last during our last podcast as well i mean none, none of us i mean none of our players had their shooting boots up. i mean bruno missing from what 10 12 yards out that's that's i mean it, it was pathetic let's be honest so i mean i think i think that week we just we were just horrible i think even the other match uh, we were still bad uh, until the until cristiano showed up and uh, we got the red card in our favor but but yeah i mean it i i almost think it's a it's a case of where cristiano is trying to do a lot more by himself because he he obviously doesn't see a lot of things happening around him maybe he's trying pitch. too hard exactly so he's trying too hard he's trying to conjure something uh conjure up something on his own and like you know he's probably overthinking it and that's probably why the stats say that uh, he's been off his game but uh, you provide him with good service i think pogba coming back would uh, definitely be a big boost in terms of uh, providing service to our front men so i i uh, i i don't uh, see why cristiano shouldn't uh, be bagging goals again yeah we saw what he is capable of against brighton uh, that show that shot is the testimony of his brilliance so we are sure exactly i mean continue. he was so- exactly he was uh, surrounded by what five six brighton players and then yeah. espn fc would post a screenshot of that and saying you know this happens only when messi has got the ball please look at this and that almost zero to none i mean there was barely any backlift on that shot and he just took the shot on uh, while he was running he didn't even break stride that's the quality he possesses so you can't say that it's his fault it's Uh, like i said the striker is just he's going to score goals only when he gets service right i mean you can't expect him to score yeah if you see the build up of that goal uh, like max scott and uh, bruno fernandes pressed uh, pressed against a brighton midfielder they won the ball exactly mctomney won the ball it went straight to ronaldo ronaldo just said you know what fuck it i'm doing this on my own and then it was 1-0 united 
Right. Moving forward to Liverpool. Madhur, Liverpool was struggling in creating chances against Inter Milan in the second half specifically. Nonetheless, they got a goal through a set piece uh, which helped them in gaining impetus in the game. Do you think, Madhur, that being good on set pieces allows the team to get out of dire situations? And also, Madhur, Klopp is using the Neuro 11 technology during the training which tracks the cognitive behavior of the players during free kicks and penalties. Are you aware of this development and do you think that this is the reason behind Liverpool's success on set pieces currently? Okay, so first of all, I underestimated Inter a lot and I have also heard a lot of complaints on Twitter about the ground. So I think we created a lot of chances in the first half, but we couldn't score any goals. But uh, in the second half, Inter dominated the position and the ball like hell. And I didn't think we were in a part of winning that game. But we got a lucky header from Bobby Firmino. And he's like, those, were some, those were some good yes. substitutions by Klopp, right? Yes, exactly my point. So, the substitutions changed the game for me. Luis Diaz coming in and then Firmino coming in. Uh, Henderson coming in and controlling the game again. So, those were some quite good substitutions that really changed the game around. And uh, I think that we have got a good squad right now. And like the with Luis Diaz coming in, the attack is very, very good. Talking about the Neuro 11 technology, I, I think it's a really good addition to the training sessions because uh, Klopp has used it. We have went from like conceding a lot of goals from uh, set pieces. And now they are, we are scoring a lot, lot of goals from set pieces. I would have yeah. taken a draw at that game at San Siro. And now, uh, winning, like scoring two goals have been a good advantage. And I like, like think that we would go to the next round of Champions League. Right. Ajay, do you think that uh, United should use a similar kind of technology? Because despite uh, hiring a new set-piece coach before this season, they have been struggling to score goals through set-pieces. They are the worst side I mean, of the league. With regard I mean, to we, uh, we haven't pieces. scored... Right, we haven't scored from a uh, corner kick in what 128 corners this season, I think. If I'm not wrong, I mean, just yeah, horrible. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, despite the presence of despite people. the presence of Ronaldo, Maguire, Varane, they they haven't been able exactly. to score. I heard Maguire. Ma- Ma- Maguire was probably brought in for his big head, anyways, and then. Or <laughs> he, I don't think. I don't think he's been using it. Also, literally I read somewhere that Maguire, Maguire scores a lot of goals in training uh, in set pieces. Yes, that was a nice I mean, score report that Maguire. That's, that's probably. That's probably uh, because he's uh, scoring them against Dean Henderson, right? <laughs> I mean, if he's playing against De Gea, I, I doubt. I doubt he's even getting anywhere close to the goal. But but no jokes apart. But I mean, like I said, right? Maguire he might be doing really well in training, but then on the pitch, I don't know what's happening. I mean, if you watch his individual, so as you said earlier, him. maybe the burden of captaincy is letting him exactly. Down. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, it, I mean, just just like in cricket, right? I mean, when uh, Sachin was uh, the captain of India, his performance was so so bad, and I as soon as he, comparing the pressure Sachin was lifted. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not comparing Sachin with Maguire. I'm just <laughs> trying to compare. I mean, that I think but I think. But I don't I think it's, it's, it's the captaincy pressure with Maguire. It's more than that. 
I mean, it's um, yeah. He's so he's so sloppy sometimes. He's so slow sometimes. Most of the time, yeah. no look defensive. Most of the time. I mean, like I said, he's he was extremely static. He was he all okay. Yes, he knows that he doesn't have the pace, and Ralph likes the entire team to press high and yeah. press hard. So he's. I, I think it's it's a thing with his mentality. He's afraid of the amount of space behind him. So if he makes one mistake, then and if you have. You, the player, the winger, or the striker doesn't even have to be rapid like Mo Salah or Mane. They just need to be slightly faster than Maguire, and then there's there's no chance that Maguire catches uh, in any any striker once they get in behind. So I think he's very self-conscious uh, with respect to that, which you know, which kind of hinders him from making a tackle from throwing in a leg, which we saw against uh, I think Burnley was it a couple of weeks ago. He was afraid to uh, make a tackle. Uh, he just tried to press while McTominay was next to him, and then he ra- he ended up running into McTominay, and then they had a free run at goal. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's uh, it's all in his head. Again, I I do definitely stand by what I've always said. He's not a trash player, but just he's but he's not uh, United captain material. I'm sorry. I think he needs to play some games with Van uh, partner with Van so he'll be better. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I mean, if if that's gonna make Van Dyke a worse of a defender, then uh, I'm in. <laughs> More than happy to sell him to Liverpool. Exactly. Uh, as we are discussing about Van Dyke, Madhur, Inter took nine yes. shots against Liverpool at San Siro, but they couldn't take a single shot on target, despite being dominant in the final third. I saw a lot of times Van Dyke was communicating with his defensive line and he was motivating them despite being in a like harrowing situation so what do you think and what do what would you like to say about the performance of Van Dyke and co on the back line against against the italian giants so i think that there are two captains in liverpool's team one is henderson and then there is van dyke at the back so he leads the defense line like a boss so I, I think we certainly need a good replacement or a good backup option for a, a trend, but still the, our defense line is very strong. Uh, yeah, Perisic was, was creating a, Perisic was creating a lot of problem for Trent. I, I know, right? He, Trent was having a bad game. He was not even coming back for like creating the pressure. But okay. I still think Vendai and Konate did a good job at the back, and Inter only had a one good chance that uh, hit the crossbar. Uh, rest, I think they were like good with the defense part, and I think we only need a good backup option for like, Trent. Else, we have Tismikas for like Robo, and I think our defense line is good. We have Matip and uh, Gomez at the bench as well. Right. Moving back to uh, United, Ajay, both Atletico and United have been struggling with inconsistent form in their respective leagues this season. Do you think a strong Champions League knockout campaign, starting with this fixture, can act as a catalyst for a good domestic run? I mean, I've, I've uh, almost uh, given up hope on top four, if I'm being honest, because I think I remember I, we spoke about this uh, again in the past. Yeah. Top four is going to be a really, really uh, massive struggle for us uh, with the likes of Arsenal and West Ham and Tottenham uh, also competing for that uh, one single spot. So I I am completely hoping we have a really really good run uh, in the Champions League and uh, 
well uh, you let uh, mr Poch- uh, the portuguese uh, superstars take the lead and uh, hopefully mr champions league turns up and delivers uh, a big trophy at the end of the season <laughs> i know it's a lot to ask for but then one can hope right right madhur yes. uh, how how did you feel when liverpool defeated man united final at old trafford what are your views on the current squad of united and how is liverpool better than them in the recent years uh, that was probably the best day of my life when like mo salah scored a hat trick at old trafford and i think we we thrashed united at anfield also at 20th march that was one hell of a moment i think united needs more team playing rather than individual leaders and i think liverpool is a better team than united at the current stage we are playing as a team rather like we have the likes of sala thiago ben dyke individual brilliant players but still we play as a team and i think we perform better as a team and jurgen klopp has definitely developed a great team uh, for the past 7 years he's been there and like I'm really happy that Jurgen Klopp is here, and we—I we'll, believe that we'll thrash United again at Anfield. I like, I like how he mentioned individually brilliant players and like kind of snuck in Thiago's name in there and thought I wouldn't notice. I can <laughs> agree with Salah and Van Dijk being uh, amazing individually, but then the Thiago—I'm not too sure, buddy. I think you should need to watch more Liverpool games. You're yeah, but I, still, but I still do think uh, your best midfield is probably. I mean, Thiago does a good job when he has uh, the likes of uh, Fabinho and Fabinho. You know, next to them. So and then you you throw in Salah in any kind of uh, front three or any other team, you, he's bound to get a goal or two. So, but Salah Thiago was not so not so prominent in the Afcon. He only scored two goals. So it's uh, no. not. He he yeah, does need he does need a proper midfield who can deliver him accurate passes you know passes in the right positions right no doubt but then uh, pointing out uh, Thiago as an individual uh, but actually Thiago was Thiago was incredible Not when he was at Bayern but since he has arrived at Liverpool I think he lacks the intensity he is good at let's passing. be honest. It, Let's be honest. It's Bayern, right? I think I think uh, Hardik. If I'm being honest, I, I would happily take Thiago in United midfield. Thiago in United midfield, where uh, it's going to be a, another case of uh, Pogba. I mean, you want him to do the dirty work where you have players. I mean, again, he's going to be a CM. We have I don't know what five, four, five CMs right now. I mean, if you include Van der Beek, who's out on loan. I mean. We need a defensive. Uh, he's doing so well. He did so well in his first game. Agreed. I mean, no doubt. I I still think Van Beek will be a hit at United, provided we have a uh, Declan Rice sort of player covering uh, for mm. the creative players. And even Pogba will be leaving United mostly uh, at the end of the season. So when the beak can go either way. So yeah, he could stay. Beak, he could leave. So. Either way, yeah. If he plays I mean, well, if he plays well in the remaining season, then he might extend his contract, right? No, I think not he was brilliant in his comeback game. No, no doubt. He's uh, it's been a mass. He's been a massive miss, regardless of the drama that he brings uh, with him, uh, with respect to his agent and his brothers and all that nonsense. But then, 
I think it's more of the case of him and Cristiano waiting to see where United finish at the end of the season come uh, May. And I, to be honest, I do not blame them because at the end of the day, they are, you know, it, yeah, this would be pro- uh, probably Pogba's uh, last big contract, as they say in football, because he's what I think he's twenty eight now. He's going to turn twenty nine this year. So <clears throat> why wouldn't he be uh, wanting to challenge for like really, really big trophies? And instead of challenging for top four every season, and Cristiano, there's no way he's letting his uh, legacy down. I mean, he's worked so hard over the past twenty years or so to uh, become the player and the man he is. So he's there's no way he's going to be traveling to I don't know the depths of Tur- Turkey on Thursday nights. Right, sir. And Madhur, what do you think about Luis Diaz? He has been incredible for the Reds on the left wing and he has been making some good progressive dribbles, cut-ins. Cut he has been linking up well with Robertson. So do you think that he is the long-time replacement of Mane? To be honest, I didn't know much about Diaz until like we had to face uh, Porto in the Champions League. But then when he came to Liverpool, I saw his previous videos. He, he's a brilliant left winger. Like He has pace, he has skills, he can turn in, he can shoot, he can do a lot of stuff. I still think he needs time to replace Mane as like in the front line. But I think he is, he's a good addition to the team currently. Like we have strong attack, the club can like bring him after half time, and then he can increase the pace of the game, increase the intensity of the game. So he's doing a good job right now. And as the season goes, we have a lot of games coming up. So he's a good addition to the squad, and I think club uh, will start him in a few games. Right, and with the likes of Salah, Mane, Jota, Firmino, and Diaz in the front line. Liverpool are one of the most lethal attacking sides in the UCL, Madhur. They have not lost a single match in the Champions League this season. But the question is, it's been seven years since Klopp arrived, Madhur, and he has just won two trophies after spending close to half a billion. So, do you think that uh, Klopp can take this Liverpool side to another Champions League glory this season? I think, but I think we have only spent one sixty pounds, a net spend of one sixty pounds, million pounds, and that is a good enough spend for the last five years. In the last seven years, I think it's around half a billion, right, Achay? The the net yeah, but he's talking about net spend, right? I mean, that's the thing. Arsenal fans and Liverpool fans love they love to talk about net spend when it comes to their net spend of United is around five hundred million. Yeah, because we can't sell. We have trash players and we have trash uh, executives making trash decisions upstairs. So, of course, I mean, you 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 have a player like Lingard on the on his last year of his contract, and you and you hope that you can sell him for fifty million. So you offer him like another three year contract, which makes no sense because he's not going to start week in week out. They just they think that they're going to sell him for big money, but they end up extending this contract. The same thing happened with Phil Jones under Ole, Chris Smalling. And if I'm not wrong, I think Ashley Young as well. That's I mean that's just stupid business. I mean you 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 you're not like what's her name Marina. Yeah, and, uh, and they are even keeping Mata for like big money. And I mean Mata, he he's probably going to turn into an ambassador for United. So and, and I don't think uh, <laughs> they've uh, extended his contract for big uh, money. So I am fine with Mata sticking around 
I'm being honest because he kind of he kind of helps uh, maintain the decorum in the dressing room. He's a senior player. He has experience. But Phil he Jones must good, have been. Phil Jones must have been gone by now, don't you think? Phil Jones should have gone a couple of seasons after Sir Alex retired. Given his injury record and his performances, I mean, he wasn't starting week in week out under the likes of Van Hal. So I don't, I generally don't know how he outlasted Mourinho, let alone Ole. So yeah, I mean, we, we that's that's one thing, right? We cannot sell. We do not know how to sell players. So we just end up, you know, it's like we end up holding on to things, and then five years later, we uh, we turn around and say, "Look at all this junk." Well, that's what's happening at United. But yeah, I mean, you we're talking about Klopp spending all that and saying, and but then just two trophies, but then you have. But but if you see the importance of these trophies, we won the Premier League after so long, and it was a great. Great trophy for us, and we also won the UCL the next year, and we reached two finals, and we'll be winning another trophy in like a week against Chelsea, and probably we are like challenging for the Premier League and the Champions League this year. We are one of the top sides in the Champions League with Bayern and Man City, of course. But no, I think no, we have no, a no. good probability of winning this Champions League this year. No, no. Credit credit where it's due. I'm not going to say that Klopp hasn't. Klopp has done fuck all. He's he's gen he. I generally liked him when he was at uh, Dortmund. The only only reason I don't like him anymore is because of his ties to Liverpool. Uh, but apart from that, I mean, I really liked him. I mean, even Sir Alex wanted Klopp. Uh, I mean, he Klopp was Sir Alex's uh, second uh, yeah, choice as his replacement. First one being Mourinho uh, at that time. So I I I do not uh, I do not want to discard the type of uh, coach. And the quality that Klopp possesses, but all I'm saying is all this uh, chat about you know Liverpool being the best Premier League team that you know the entire world has ever seen in in the no. history of time is this no. bullshit? Because they haven't won. No. You guys haven't won the FA Cup since 2006. And this is only domestically speaking. You guys haven't won the League Cup since 2012. You haven't won the Charity Cup, that's the Community Shield, since 2006. And you have one no. league, one league title since. 1989. I wasn't even born back then, my friend. So yes, he's won <laughs> the two biggest trophies available in club football. But then it's it's not enough. That's it? what it. That's what it's seven years, right? It's been your so seven years. The last trophy I remember United won was like in 2017, and I don't think so that they'll be winning another in the next three years. So okay, okay. Yeah, I, I'm good with that. I I I'm I'm happy to. Uh, Taking all the luck that we get, I, but when, that's not what we're talking about here, right? That's that's uh, kind of like typical uh, uh, response when you don't have an answer for what Hardik or I am asking right here. Like he's been here seven years, spent close to five hundred million pounds. So, so again, to... the net spend is around one sixty million, and that, that <laughs> net spend, net spend. So we're going that's to that's what matters, right? Anymore. That's what matters at the end of the day. And Does we have won two big trophies and like four trophies in total, and we'll be winning. I wouldn't care if my net spend was minus two fifty million, as long as we are winning trophies every season. Net spend comes into play only when you prioritize money, which is what my owners are doing. 
you you claim to be the greatest club or whatever and Klopp be the best manager see, or whatever there are some toxic fans in this community that claim to be the best team that ever has been but i don't think so i claim that this current liverpool squad is the best ever i have seen the united squad i've seen the chelsea squad i've seen the man city squad i think they are far better teams than the current uh, liverpool right. team we but, can... but, but the main but the main question was do you think klopp has done justice to the amount of money he spent definitely definitely we have seen a silverware that is delivered because the silverware when when klopp came in we had a very struggling team we we were struggling a lot to like sign even some players not good Agreed. players no doubt and no, now no. he has built a team without spending a lot of money and i think he has done a good job i am I'm, i'm again and he justifies for what kind of money he has spent again I, I I said this before I started my rant, right? I am not taking away credit where it's due. I would completely put, uh, be happy to put my hands up and say that Klopp has done an incredibly uh, good job uh, in terms of whatever he's done at Liverpool. Because before he arrived at Liverpool, you guys were in uh, shambles, right? Right. So, but then I just don't think it's good enough what he's done. Seven years. To That's your point of view. Right, right, guys. My point of view. I I think that uh, he has given some significant trophies, but the number is less. So we would like to wind up one this Champions League podcast. One Champions League, one Premier League, and then four hundred and fifty-three booms and hugs for players. Hmm. All right. That's Still motivates the player better than changing managers. Right. Okay. Thank you for joining us today. Achaya thank you, Achaya. Thank you, Adik. No, thanks, Madhur. Lo- lovely chatting. We're looking forward to this week's oh, clashes. Good, oh, good. That's it from today's podcast. Uh, this is Hardik and.